listening to Fear, the Nth Cast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. And this week, well, we're a day behind. We that's are. okay. You know, sometimes life happens. And we just needed, I just needed to recover from our Dallas excursion. Exactly. <laughs> and man, it was a great time, but it was tiring. Yes. yes. We've got a lot done. Yes. And honestly, I can't remember a lot of it. And so it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I know. We're going to listen to our recording. To, it's going to be interesting to pull the tape <laughs> and to see what exactly we did. Yeah. I'm excited to see it as well. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Well, to hear, not see here. You know what I'm excited about? What? This episode. Why? Because it was really good. It was really good. It was a different... And it was very tense. And it makes me very nervous. Yeah. It was tense when they got to the compound. The whole thing was tense. Even okay. the, you, you had that weird look. Like, what, you, what the fuck are you talking about? No, no, no. Like, even from the <laughs> beginning when they're having a meeting about what the plan is, you could feel tension. Oh, absolutely. In the reality of what they're about to have to do. Well, is, there should be tension. Yeah, and, and fear. I think fear breeds tension. I think that's healthy. If you're not tense. Fear leads to hate. Hate. No, excuse me. Hate leads to fear. Yeah, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. God, I hate I leads need a nap. to suffering. <laughs> <laughs> I need a nap. Because yeah, well, well. I've got all my stuff messed up. It's okay. All right. So let's go ahead and... Do you uh, want to hit play? My arm's not long enough. Uh, mine's not either. Hang on. I'm going to move away from the mic. I think we can stand it. No, you can't. Uh, no? No, you're fine. Is it tomorrow yet? <laughs> no, it's not tomorrow yet. So overall, I thought this was a after last week. Last week was I actually I've I've heard different reviews. I've heard but I've heard more positive reviews of last week than negative. And I felt like we skewed slightly negative. Sure. But we just I, calls it we just calls yeah. it like we I mean, see it. it had it had important information. We met the uh, the new community and the the different group of survivors that they're going to be interacting with. But as a whole, it felt like it could have been joined with another episode and maybe drug out too long. Not this one. Uh, no, th- this one. This one could have been longer. Yes, it should have been. Long. I would have been fine with the ninety minute episode of this. Absolutely. So Carol, being her little homemaker mother self, she's such. And I, if I use this term incorrectly, please forget me. <laughs> She's such a dichotomy. Is she? <laughs> she really is. Well, how do you figure? Well, because she's this nice, caring, loving mother. And one minute, and then 10 minutes later, she's a murdering, violent, vicious person. But this is the world. Yeah. This I is mean, the world they live in. I mean, when you're going out foraging for acorns, <laughs> for your cookies. For your beet cookies. For your... Um, Beet and acorn cookies. Do you know what that sounds? Disgusting. I think you would love it. I think you would oh, eat it up right now. Yes. If <laughs> if I was in this world and I hadn't had a cookie in years, give oh my that, gosh, give me that cookie. Yeah, I would put the whole thing in my mouth and just kind of let it dissolve. And they were large cookies. They were flattened, beautiful. They look like uh, old fashioned molasses cookies, mm-hmm, which are good. My grandma used to make. She used to make them with honey too. Yeah, but those were soft and chewy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my grandma used to make the molasses chews that was, oh, it was like gum. Mm-hmm. But they were so good. It was making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I can make you some beet cookies here in a minute. I th- I, I like how this opens, though, because it's a, a nice little jaunty tune. It is. It, it is <laughs> showing, like you said, the dichotomy of... Carol? Carol, <laughs> uh, in this this world that they now live in, that uh, she, she started out weak. Very much so. Got strong. Yes. Is still she strong, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> is also trying to maintain some semblance of who she who she was and who she is. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a, mother, a mother. And mother, yeah. they actually address that directly in the conversation that she has with Tobin here in a little bit. Yeah. And this whole episode really advanced it advanced so many different plot threads and yeah. so many character, uh, the depth of so many characters in this episode. It was, I really felt like they did a great... This is like some of the best... Character development they've had in a while. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say that this last half of the season, last episode aside, has been some of the best episodes that The Walking Dead has ever had. Like, if if you had a favorite from the first five seasons, mm-hmm. I think you could stand the the any of these up against those. Yeah. That one or those and say, yes, this is the best of what The Walking Dead has to offer. Yes. And I don't feel like it's done just yet. I, th- maybe we'll get it. I don't think we'll get any more filler episodes this season. I hope not. But I, I mean, it's entirely possible. But I think what they're doing is they're getting the characters ready for the shit that's about to come. Because would, everything they've dealt with so far is just kind of... A precursor to what the next. preamble. Yes. Well, they did that very well at the beginning of this because here Carol is making these cookies. She's delivering them to everyone. And Rick and crew come back rolling mm-hmm. in the RV and he's telling everyone to gather to the church. And in says, an hour, hey, yeah. Rick, what's going on? So we're going to have to fight. We're going to have to fight. Yeah. And then you can see in her face her countenance. Mm-hmm. And then. One cookie she, left. One cookie left, and she's like, "Yeah." Uh, but yeah. she's stealing she, herself. Yes, because she's she's got a lot of questions. I feel like she's I feel like she's starting to have some doubts. I think Morgan's getting to her. Morgan is getting to her for sure, and the, this scene really shows that because she goes and puts a cookie on the wolf's grave, and Morgan's like, "Hey, it's been weeks since we've talked. Is that what you called it? What, what <laughs> that conversation that we had? Yeah." What do you think it is? And we hadn't seen Morgan in a while either, so it's mm-hmm. nice to see these two characters back. I've missed them. Well, I missed Morgan because Lenny James, I don't know if I've said this before, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. That's is fine. He's the best actor on the show. Uh, Yeah. By far. Yeah. So. I would agree. I mean, Strongly. I just, anything he does, I, I want to look at it because I, f- I just feel that he, just, he, his chops are over and above anyone else's. Uh-huh. I always liked John Bernthal. I don't know why, <laughs> but I really... Oh, you're going to get hate mail. <laughs> Whatever, Punisher. Tell me about the Punisher, and I think he's going to crush it. But I think as that Shane character, mm-hmm. I think he did a really good job. I don't think he's the best actor, but I think he played that character. So he's like well. Bill Paxton. Every role that he plays, Bill Paxton is the best Bill Paxton he can be? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Gotcha. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, he's confronting Carol, and he's want, he wants to know why she hadn't said anything. Why? Hey, how come you haven't eaten any cheese on me just yeah. yet? And Rosita hadn't said anything. Mm-hmm. Eugene hadn't said anything. Well, she put the cookie on Sam's grave. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry. Fuck I, that kid. <laughs> I'm glad he's dead. Well. <laughs> Wow. I, I love the face that you made just there. And you know why I said that. I do know why you said that. Um, yeah. Um, no, we can, I, we I can never have Major Dotson on the show. Sure we can. He, no. he did we'll still try. Well, at least we, he... He didn't look at the roses. If he, they can't, if they can't, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if they can't determine that what we talk about is no different than them being a character on a show. Yeah. Then, so you're saying we're being characters? I think we're... Yes. <laughs> We're embellishing. Are, are we quite the characters? I, I, I think so. Have you never been ca- called a character before? Oh, daily. D- daily. Daily. When people introduce daily. When people introduce me at work, they're like, this is uh this is JD. Uh he's got a different personality. When people introduce <laughs> Yes. When people introduce me at work, whenever we're done with the conversation, whoever this new individual is always says, Well, it's nice to meet you. And my response is always is that's what people tell me. Yeah. I don't know if is that is that kind of a dick thing to do? No, because mine's very similar. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sure it is. <laughs> the pleasure is all yours. <laughs> yeah. right? you're, you're welcome. Hopefully, you'll see me again <laughs> if you're come, lucky, or come back when you can't stay as long. Right, my cube is here. You don't need to be here <laughs> ever. Jeez, <laughs> my goodness. I know it's terrible. No, I think I think that whole scene where Carol's like, I didn't tell anyone because. Do you think it's because she's struggling or is it because she doesn't want to throw Morgan under the bus? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. I, wh- I think it, do you Why think would she not want to throw Morgan under the bus? I think she fundamentally disagrees with him, but I don't think she yet views him as dangerous. 
because he's helpful when walkers are around and things like that. Well, he's a weapon. He's an asset. Yes. When she's killed people and taken people out on her own accord before, it's because they're not being assets to the community. Mm. So I think she's struggling whether or not if, if his usefulness is more or less than his danger. You know what I'm saying? So once the bad outweighs the good, you got to go. Yeah, in Carol's mind. Once you're a threat to the people that I actually care about, you're no longer a value and you need to be disposed of. Hmm. That could be it. And that could be an unfair representation of Carol. But I, or it, or it could be it could be that she's just struggling with I don't know maybe the whole life thing is getting to her all life is precious yeah maybe it's getting to her I mean I think in this episode more than any other episode the whole her daughter yes uh, Sophia mm-hmm. um, kind of comes full circle and I think that's I don't know if it's the end of that part of her life so to speak but i feel like it's an opportunity for maybe we'll be able to look back and say this is a, a point where she could move on sure and i because I, I don't know if she ever really completely got over that i mean i don't think you could yeah and, there, and there's a lot of talk there's a lot of talk about her being motherly in this episode mm-hmm. so it would be very difficult to kind of think of yourself in those terms once you know You've kind of told yourself that you're not anymore. Yeah. Well, because you know, we you forget that she's a mother with the things that you see her do and how badass she is and how she goes around and just has no problem killing threats and murdering people. Then you forget that she was a mom and that's something that she used to be and that was a big part of her character until Sophia went away. So you're clearly your Wi-Fi sucks. So we're going to just ad lib. Is that what we're doing? I'm yeah. going to make it smaller to see if that helps. You, oh, you, does I know that does it work. help in any other oh. arena? Because mm, yes, it does. <laughs> does it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, how about if I make it smaller for you? Right. Can, can we finish then? <laughs> right. <Would it> be? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sweetie. There's nothing I can do. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I know it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's a. F- <laughs> That's a first world problem there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you think this is going to pick back up or do we need to? Yeah, I think it's going to go. Do you? Uh, do I think you? this is the do last you? commercial. Do you? do you? I don't know why the Wi-Fi is being crazy. <laughs> Maybe it's because I okay. have like 47 devices on it. It's okay because we can jump around. We don't have to be relying on that. That's true. We're better than that. <laughs> okay. We're not We're not one note well, wonders. Then, what, do you, what, what would you like to start with? Well, this episode, more than anything else, establishes that, well, okay, so the thing that concerns me most is they basically feel that they've got, they, well, they made a deal to go fight. Yes. And they're going to basically go bushwhack these guys. Yes. While they they're sleeping. Yeah, they're going to attack under the cover of dark. And they're going to, they're going to, they're... They're taking life without... I mean, I guess they've been provoked. They haven't been provoked, really, do you think? Well, but uh, Daryl, Abraham, and Sasha, their lives were threatened on the road by Negan's men. Yeah. Right? But I don't know. I don't know if that justifies... I'm having a hard time. I'm struggling with this concept of them going out and striking first. I agree. Because Rick, Rick has made them convinced, like, he's trying to sell it as this is how we eat. This is how we feed ourselves. This is how we provide for ourselves. Because we don't have this, what we can do is fight and kill people. So if we take care of these one group of bad people, we'll never have to kill again, and then we'll be taken care of for the rest of our lives. You know what I'm saying? Which is really, that's a fallacy. Yeah. I mean, there's... there is no being taken care of for the rest of your lives until you've got proper infrastructure in place. And so, I don't know. I think it, you're fooling yourself to think that, hey, if we protect the hilltop, they will always they will always have uh, supplies for us. Yeah, because... But this is a one-shot deal. That's what they're hoping. They're hoping they'll have to kill one group of people, maybe 20 to 50 people, and then they'll be done. So... Uh, 
it was interesting then the he put it up for a vote. I mean, he gathered everyone. And to, to me, that, you know, that's not something that is completely within Rick's character or hasn't shown to be something within his character. Uh, Do you think that's a recent development? Like maybe things that have happened in the past have made him feel like, I don't want to make a decision that's threatening the lives of everyone in the community. So do you think he's learning that I can't just go rushing headlong into this? This is too too big of a decision? Uh, I think he just wants to have a clear conscience. Because these people, he'll, if those people decide to go do it themselves, their blood isn't on his hands. Yeah, and and so he he gave everyone an opportunity to object, and really only one person objected. Well, and of course he of, now you knew he would object though. Well, he had to it, he, he for had his to. character to have any sort of whateverness. Um, but you know, you could see some people maybe had they were uncomfortable with the idea, but not not brave enough to stand up and say anything. Right. So you, there's pe- people that are on board hundred percent from the get go, but then there's others that are just nervous about it. And I'm like, okay, are they nervous because they might get their head busted open or are they nervous because they're going to go basically blast some people just so they can eat? I think and it's I, both. Yeah. Maybe it is a little bit of both, but it's, well, it's that age-old ethical question that people ask. Like, would you steal from someone else to feed your family? Would you murder someone else to feed your family? And, I don't know if I could do that. And see, that's one of the things... That's, that's, I, that's a difficult thing for me. I, that's one of the things I really like about this episode is because this is a question that's asked a lot in the comic, which I have read. and <laughs> I, <laughs> I believe you. Okay. Which I have read, but I felt like that's a bigger focus in the, is the, morale, the moral compass that these people are going by and the difficult ethical situations that they're put in. And we as people who are not in the situation can absolutely not have any idea what they're going through. Well, not to that extreme, but there's parallels, right? Because once you become a parent and you have kids in school and there's different programs and in sports and all these kind of things. And so you can find yourself getting caught up in doing things that you may not normally think is uh, or might think would be questionable. But if you do it under the uh, guise of I'm helping out my my kid and I want what's best for them, not fully thinking through that your actions would have negative impact on someone else yeah, because you are helping yourself essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I deal with stuff like that all the time and I'm sure you do too. I mean, it's like, well, if I do this, this will put my kid in a better position to succeed in X, Y, Z. But then are you taking time to make sure that when you do that, are you not taking food off someone else's plate? Right. You know, and that's not something that I want to do. And so I'm very careful. And I actually talked to the kids all the time about this. It's like, you know, we're not going to go out of our way to do something that is going to cause harm to someone else. I, I get onto them for throwing throwing a ball up in the air, throwing a, throw like a, a, a softball in the air. Yeah. It comes down, it hits one of your siblings, right? And, and, and they get hurt and it, they could get, have to get stitches or whatever. And you're like, but it was an accident. I said, well, I, I believe you and, I, and, and I'm with you. It was an accident. But they wouldn't have got hit yeah. if you wouldn't have thrown it thrown in the in air, yeah. right? And so that's the conversation I got to have all the time. Is our, every action has consequences, whether we intended it to be negative or not. Yeah. You don't throw it in the air. Nobody gets hurt. Right. Nobody gets hit, right? Uh, and so it worries me that hey, we got to go take and knock these guys' he- faces in because we got to eat. And that's a very real problem well, because they, they have very little food left. This is true. But they and they got to eat. They didn't do any reconnaissance. They didn't do any research. They have no fucking idea yeah, but, well, what well, they're well, getting into. No, hang on, hang on. They got Daryl. They got Daryl. We've, okay. done, we've done far more with far less. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Based on what? I mean, they took one day to plan an all-out assault on a group of human beings and, that have known that are the bullies of all these groups. 
Well, but not even really, yeah, I mean, not even really knowing what the compound slash bunker, whatever you want to call it, they don't even know what Negan looks like. Because yeah. Michonne says later, which one of those was Negan? Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. I don't understand. So Carol laying up at night. Yeah. Of course, of course we jump around. That's what we do. That's what we do. She can't sleep. Just write numbers on a page. Yeah. You know what that is? What is it? Well, do you? No. Yeah. That's why I asked. That's, she's keeping a journal. Oh. What are the numbers for? For all the people that she's had to kill. Oh. Shit's weighing on her. So she's up to 18 now. According to that. Wow. It's crazy. That is crazy. That's a bunch. That's a lot. You know, the FBI uh, rules change recently. I think you only have to kill two or three to be a mass people yeah. Right. Um, uh, to be a serial killer. Serial killer, yeah. Over a several-month period minimum. I, I don't oh remember gosh. the full stipulation, but I was thinking about that. I mean, some of these folks haven't taken human life, but there's some of them that's taken so much. So and many. It's like, at what point, I mean, how do you classify that? I mean, is it is it no different than being at war? Where I mean, because you go and you have all these confirmed kill. Yeah, we're gonna get into that conversation. I don't think. Uh, see, some of Carol's, <laughs> I don't think counts that. Yeah, because like when in the prison she killed those two people that were sick and yeah. then burned their bodies. That's not war. That's prevention. No, no. I understand. Yeah, I understand. That that's that's what I'm saying. I think it. De- I think it depends. Yeah. But ultimately, does it depend? I mean, it's still a it's still a life, right? And and and, and it gets it gets real sticky. It does. And, and I can't imagine. I mean, I understand what it means to see life leave someone, mm-hmm. but not because I took it from them. Yeah. And I can't even fathom what that would feel like. Especially 18 times. Yeah. Or, well, I, th- I think the more you go, the easier it theoretically it should get. And sure. Well, I think, <laughs> I, it, think. I think it's easier for you to. <laughs> Uh, for you to disassociate with the action more, but I'm sure it weighs on you every time. I would hope, unless you're a psychopath, yeah, you have, which means you have no empathy. <laughs> this is true. So you're like, this is true. Yeah, whatever. And I'm happy for Carol finding a little bit of love. Mm. It seems because mm-hmm. he even says you're a mother to everyone. What about you? Oh, I don't. You're something else to me, baby. Oh, you see, it's right. I mean, if you ah. you can call me daddy. I see what you're working with over <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. That's what he's thinking. You can call me she daddy. She moves in for a little smoochy, smoochy, smoocheroo. Good for her. And she's like, it's it's not tomorrow yet. It's not tomorrow yet. So uh, why don't we make this tonight? Let's go tuck this in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to let you put the wood away, hey, if you just, know what I'm saying. Just because just there's a little snow on the roof, don't mean Okay, this is the- uh, There ain't no fire in the furnace. There was oh. a lot of shit that went down in this episode. This was the most vicious This is, this thing is heart-wrenching. That happened. And let's let's spend a little bit of time on this. Because, let's do it. Because at first I wanted to call him a prick, but the more I thought about it, he's still a prick. But I understand he had to do it. He had to, and in the way he did it, the way he did it, he got. I feel like he got pushed into a corner, and he just out. He just lashed out. So well, Abraham breaking up with Rosita, which I don't leaving. understand why yeah. you would do that. Clearly, she, she clearly she loves you. But yeah. clearly, he does not love her. He made his decision right. last week, and she is as he was getting him, choked out, fighting him, and yelling. She is a spicy. She said, tell me why. Tell me why. There's no fucking way you're walking out this door after everything we've been through, and that's fair. Without you telling me why, and that's fair. Well, and, well, and he told her, yeah, and hey. he told her in an Abraham way. <laughs> why? Why are dingleberries brown? That's the way shit that's is. That's the way shit is. And then I like the line. He's like, "When I first met you, I thought you're the last woman on earth. You ain't gone." But they did set it up for the eventual Rosita and uh, Eugene Eugene pairing, which mm, I've never been a fan of that pairing. Well, but that's fine. Yeah. But they set it up, sure. But I, I still, I don't care what anybody says. I love Eugene. Uh, yes, because he's just standing there. Have you tried these cookies? They're delightful. They're they're quite chewy. They're quite chewy. They got some fight in them. <laughs> you know, he's like he's like 
like one step away from being sling blade. <laughs> he really is. Mm, you tried these cookies. <laughs> they got little, Him and Abraham to them. have the best mm. lines. I bet, I bet <laughs> writers fight for the chance yeah. to write for them. That's right. So they're, they're like, here. The, here's the compound. And he, he's like, it's got a satellite dish and a door. But there's only one door, one way in. And it's got no, guards. Pretty sure it's only one way out. Yeah. And I think they had a soda pop machine down this corridor. So he can get you some cool pop. Like and there. then the other way, they took the guns and went this they way. Went so spears, so the armory, spears, yeah. more spears, more. Oh, you know what that means? That's it, all they know how to make spears. spears. Well, they spears. don't. They can't make a gun. <laughs> but if you could make a spear, you can make an arrow. This is true. I agree I don't know what you would shoot it with. A bow. Yeah, but what would you use for the string? Uh, I don't know. Cat gut, yeah. Find the cat. <laughs> well, a walker, walker gut, human walker gut. gut, human mm. gut. Mm. Why not? Mm. They clearly don't decompose. So, no. hey. So speaking of bullshit, what do you think of this scene with Tara and Denise? Ain't this about some bullshit? Let me tell you why. <laughs> why Tara well, could love her? Well, Tara does, and she says as much. But fucking Denise is like, well, Tara's like, and you know, I'm leaving. And I love you. You don't have to say it back. And Denise was like, well, I'll say it when you get back. I'm like, yeah. what the what the fuck is that? What what kind of <laughs> bullshit is that? What can what kind of relationship? Maybe she feels obligated. She doesn't want to feel obligated to say it because you but, feel but obligated. But I'll tell to you say when it. you get back. Yeah. Well, that's that's basically saying I do love you. I'm just not ready to say it. I don't get what, would Denise the, known the, been I, known the, to be I a coward. But, 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 be a fucking man. She's not a man. I don't. I don't give a shit. Okay. I don't give. I, I don't care. I don't care who you are. That is the stupidest thing you could ever tell another human being. What you e- either you love someone or you don't. Fucking tell them. Don't tell them. Oh, I'll tell you when you get back. I agree. That doesn't mean anything. And when you get back and you say it, it holds no meaning. Holds no weight. No water. No, none. I agree. None. I agree. And she may not make it back. That's the whole point. Of the scene, she's trying to tell you, I'm about to leave. I may never see you again. And I'm taking my meat curtains with me, and you may ne- never see him again. So <laughs> Tara's been around in the apocalypse. Well, I just saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and lucky for her, she finds willing partners everywhere she goes. <laughs> Partners. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> we use the term willing a little. Yeah. Uh, we, we've done more with less. No, you fucking haven't, you dumbass. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't get this that. bravado machismo. Where, where's he come? Where's that coming from? This, I don't know. This is not the Daryl I know. It's not the Daryl I know in love. It's not. And he's it's, just. He's just like going off the deep end here. I feel like all the characters are changing. I, I don't not for the better necessarily right. either. Exactly, and I think that season six is really having an effect on them. And I don't like what it's doing to Daryl. I don't like what it's doing to Rick. Uh, I'm okay with it. Carol, Maggie, Glenn, cool, great. Enid, fine. But I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing to Daryl. I don't know where he's. I mean, he's always been a badass, and I think he's always been confident in his abilities. But I feel like he's stepping into the realm of having uh, uh, hubris. Yes, in his uh, ability. I think they've gotten through so much and has survived so much, and they've dealt with people that were bad before, with the governor and terminus and all that shit. That they're overconfident, and they're like, oh, "We can deal with this shit." Which is partly, you know, this is part of the setup. Yeah. We're about to get the carpet ripped right from under us, and you know, the more I think about it, it's shit like this when they're setting, especially in Daryl's case, so they're setting him up. I think to where whoever eats it is going to have such an impact because he's going to view it as I was a fucking dumbass. Uh, we were overconfident, and I think people are going to feel like they're going to they're going to hold themselves accountable, which goes back to an earlier episode in the season. Always accountable. I think that shit's going to come back to haunt them in the in the sense yes. that. You 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 all have this hubris about you, and you got this confidence, as you said, where we've we've dealt with all. Walkers ain't shit. We right. I blew those fuckers up. Negan's men ain't shit. Yeah, other we, people aren't shit. We've exactly you know nope, what's shit. We're we are the shit. shit. Yeah, and I think they're about to get reminded that um, 
what do we always say? There's always someone bigger. There's always someone stronger. There's always someone faster. Uh, at the end of the day, there's there's always going to be someone that's just a little bit better that you than you are at any particular thing. Sure. That's I mean, just the way it is. That's it, just the way shit is. Even and in I, sports, look at the fucking Lakers just beat the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. There's no way that should have ever happened. Any, but on any given day. Any given day, any given Sunday, yes. uh, you, you could get your ass handed to you. And more often than not, it's the team that goes in. Overconfident. Overconfident, like the Panthers, yep. went into the Super Bowl, overconfident because they had a badass season. Yeah. But Denver went in believing that we can probably do we can pro- we can do enough we can to do win. Enough. Yeah. We can do enough. We to can win. shut that dude down. We can do enough to win. And it's the team and the people that believe that they can do something that end up winning. It's those overconfident people. Then uh, so it's it's an interesting thing, right? So you have to have confidence in yourself and your ability. And it's almost like you have. It's not so much that you have to have doubt in there. So it's it's weird, right? So well, there's a line. There's a fine, fine line between, uh, what is it? Being too overconfident and then being prepared. Right. You have to have that certain humility about you. Yeah. Which means that uh, I'm confident in my ability. I know what I'm capable of, mm-hmm. but I also know what I what I'm not capable of, and so. I think these guys are, are becoming bl- they've become blind to their blind spots. Yes. And their blind spot is trying to be uncovered by guys like Morgan. Mm-hmm. Even if you disagree with him, he's still he's that character that you need to have that's that voice of reason, yeah. that beacon of light in a very dark time which is it at a minimum is standing up and playing the devil's advocate and said, "Cool, but have you thought of this?" Right. Give them an option. Give them an option, and that way we both have a way out, and nobody has to do anything <laughs> crazy. Now we know there'll be no talking with Negan. No. Now we understand that, yes, because but they don't understand that yet. Yeah. And so. Well, because all the communities they've dealt with recently, it's a bunch of... bunch of pussies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's not... Alexandria. Sugar-coated. Bunch of pussies. Although the, the idea of a sugar-coated pussy is... Mm. And we're back. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. That's like getting a margarita with sugar on the rim instead of salt, you know? So, Well, sugar, not salt, yeah. Yeah. What about half sugar, half salt? Ooh, maybe. Like we them, do like salt on one side and sugar on the other? Like them fries at Wingstop. So they're here. They're trying to find a savory head. and sweet, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> like sour patch kids. So they're trying to find a head mm. that matches uh, the watermelon flavor because those are really good. <laughs> I think those are delightful. Those were my favorite. What is his name? Gregory? Was it Greg? Gregory. Gregory. Yes. They're trying to find a head that resembles him because they're trying to pass it off as that they actually. Succeeded in their mandate from the survivors, yes, the saviors, that um, we have to kill him and we'll give you a dude back. And that's going to be the distraction to get the guards one at a time. And what a great makeup job. Truly. Because if you're finding walker heads, to, you're, you've got to pretty them up because most of them are way more decomposed than any of those three heads. Yes. They found some fresh ones. <laughs> yeah. And how do you do that? Luck. They're out in the woods just killing them one after the other. I know. It just doesn't seem logical to me. Yeah. And I like this. Did you like this scene between Glenn? I like any scene that Glenn's in. Okay. Lately. What's the other guy? Heath. Heath, yes. He, I didn't. I forget because I can't see his face currently. It's okay. And Heath is saying, I haven't had to kill anyone yet. I've been lucky. What about you? And Glenn's like, I've been lucky too. But I'm pretty sure that's about to change. It's just... It's, realization of what they're about to have to do. They had nobody, they hadn't spoken it out loud. And I think talking about it makes them really realize like, you know what? Uh, our life's about to change forever. I'm not going to be the same after tonight, one way or the other. Even though they're in this crazy fucked up world that is full of nothing but death and decay and danger at every corner. And you do not hesitate to kill a walker. Yes. The idea of taking a human life 
a life that is still vibrant, a life that is not, uh, well, it's not touched yeah. by, uh, well, it's not, it's, it's not a walker. So I don't know. It, it, it's interesting to think that they wouldn't have taken a life as long as they've been out there. Yeah. But well, then in the comic, Glenn never took a human life. Didn't. Ever. Mm-mm. And so that was a departure in this episode. Oh, spoilers. Spoilers. Well, <laughs> if it ever loads. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, I think what Morgan's saying that all life is precious is especially more true now because there's so little life remaining yeah. that you can't waste it and it feels like a waste that they're just going in and they're going to slaughter these people like cattle. Well, he was really pushing back with Rick and he he didn't he didn't stand up and immediately say no, this is wrong. He did what what a true coach or someone that was trying to imbue wisdom should do, which is ask questions back and in the form of are you sure we can win? You know, can you guarantee that he could have stand up and been a dick and said, no, this is wrong. You can't do this. No, uh, we can't be part of this. This is the wrong. No, we can't. No, this is wrong. But he didn't do that because that wouldn't work. That would push, that would push Rick further away. It would, but he wanted to, he, he, anytime you can talk with someone and help them draw, uh, questions out of themselves and help them come to the realization on their own that maybe what they're thinking or doing is not what is right or what they should be doing. It's the only way that's going to stick. So you can't tell people what to do, but you can help them them, make a decision. You can help them discover the truth for themselves and help them process that uh, by kind of help facilitating the asking of those questions. Are you sure we can win? Yeah. Right? And so that's a test of, well, do you have any doubt? And Rick's answer is, we, yes, we can win. We have and to. Here, and here, well, yeah, and here, here's, here's why. Uh, you know, we've come this far. We've done all these things. Um, his confidence was 100%. Yeah. 100%. But the other thing he said is that, you know, they – they come back. Well, yeah, we'll kill them then too. Yeah. I wasn't talking about the walkers. Yeah. Um, they come back to haunt you, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's exactly what's happening to Carol. Yes. And she's waking up, she's looking at those numbers, and she's tallying up in her journal. Do you think but, it'll hit Rick one day then? It has to. It has to. And I, But I think it's going to take that, that it's going to have to be, it's like anything else. Uh, it's going to have to be something so personal that's yeah. taken from him that's going to cause his eyes to be open. And, um, you know, he cares about everyone, but I think there's only a handful of people that if something were to truly happen to one of those, it, 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 it would finally maybe bring him, it would definitely bring him to his knees and open up his eyes and maybe kind of change his ways. So you think that might happen in the next four or five episodes? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it might. Yeah. I'm thinking it might. I think it's, it's whatever's coming is going to bring a lot of people to their knees. Yeah. I'm not just saying us as viewers, but for the characters themselves. Sure. And so I think ultimately that's the other thing, the other, the other side of the coin that Morgan was talking about is, you know, all life is precious. We, you're marching all these people in. Have you even considered that you're not going to come back with everybody? Yeah. You you can't go on a mission like that and expect. And 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 when we got to that scene when they went and actually started fighting, I was like, I felt like this would be a great opportunity to lose someone. Yeah, and and I really it's amazing it, that, that they, they didn't. In the way that it was filmed. Because I don't think this is—I don't, don't think, think it's going to work. Gonna work. No. Um, the way that it was filmed uh, in such a way, I, I kept thinking that we were going to get some friendly fire. Sure. Because the the angles that they were using, and then it would flip back and forth between, um, you know, the groups, the pairings of of, of our group, mm-hmm. and it just looked like they were going to start shooting each other because you couldn't tell nobody knew where anybody was you didn't know you had no idea where anybody was you just saw people shooting 
but the way that they framed it, the way that it was directed is they were shooting like from the left and from the right. Yeah. And it's like, well, well fuck it. Are they shooting at each other? <laughs> it's and like, are we about to, they were such a well oiled machine. I, I don't understand because how I, did that even happen? Right. Have they ever done any urban tactical because training? Because they were all on point. My favorite though was Sasha and Abraham when they find that locked door and he's like, Oh, honey pot. And I'm the just like, pot, yes, yeah. yes. And well, and then eventually found the pot room. Yes. And the, dude, which was amazing. Yeah. So they're like, um, we don't, we, we're just going to take, uh, uh, food from all these other colonies. And maybe that's why they're taking so much food because they get the fucking the munchies, munchies all the time. <laughs> it's entirely possible. But it's the one thing we could grow is pot. But that dude pulled the alarm and you're like, oh shit. Now it's really on. And still nobody got hurt. But that was such a such a tense scene. Um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, you know, watching Glenn bury that knife, and he he in cut, dude's head. He had that pause beforehand, and then he did it and looked at looked at the camera. I almost felt like they were trying to break the fourth wall a little bit. I know they weren't because they don't do that in this show. Well, he didn't look; he had his eyes closed. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't but, looking. Directly but he was at shaking, camera. and you could see just his heart broke. Like, yeah, well, you it could, should. You could see his heart breaking at that moment, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Because it was a stark contrast. Because right before that, Rick walked in and was like, "Fuck this dude! <laughs> I don't give a shit." Yeah, Daryl too. Oh yeah, Daryl slept slept slit that dude's throat. Like I guess it most was of them. Nobody's were. business. I guess most of them, and this makes sense, is in the brain. Well, and through the eye. Yeah. Right, because that's going to be the quickest path to the brain. To the brain, yeah, and then won't come back. Yeah, and, and yeah, you two birds with one stone. Yeah, because to me, it's like a, I want to call a little bit of bullshit because it's like nobody fucking woke up. Well, I think they feel so safe being part of Negan's group. They they have lulled themselves into a false sense of security a little bit because they're used to dealing with all these pussies from Alexandria and the hilltop. So they're just like whatever. These but you, are- but you work for a guy. That beats people's heads in with a ball bat, we, which we clearly know happens. Because, we saw oh, the pictures. We also know that the method of photography in this world is Polaroid. Polaroid yeah. So my suspicion was confirmed. Confir- congratulations. <laughs> Score one for Congratulations. The team. Um, so after, yeah. It looks like the newer Polaroid, too, yeah. which is interesting because I know those have come back, but they're much smaller mm-hmm. because the old school Polaroid. They print much faster, um, too. Yeah, well, of course they do. But the old Polaroids were a lot bigger. So it's interesting. It's interesting they have that uh, technology. But anyway, I just, I, if you, I, I get what you're saying, but I still don't under, I still don't, I still call bullshit because oh, yeah. if it were me, I mean, I'm a pretty heavy sleeper until someone that's not supposed to be in my house is in my house. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm with you. That's all I'm saying. I'm with Because <laughs> dude, dude pulled the alarm and everybody woke up and shit oh, yeah. was on. And it was And on. I thought Glenn and Heath were in trouble, but they lucked out and he shot that door open and they got into the armor. I, I would have liked to have maybe one of them got nicked. Abraham got Abraham slapped. was the only one that got like sliced in the arm. He didn't give a shit. But it ain't no thing. Yeah. Mother Ain't no dick. thing but a chicken wing. Mother dick. Mother, exactly. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't slow him down in the least bit. No, and then Sasha knifed that dude in the chest. Yeah, but I felt like they would have known that the alarm was right there, and I don't know that. Well, how do they know that alarm worked? It doesn't matter. Oh. I mean, they were take. I, to me, it felt like they were taking too long to completely dispatch him. I don't know. It sure. Just, there was a couple of things in there that just didn't. That didn't jive completely, with you. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, and then when Glenn and Heath are shooting through the door, and they thought they'd killed everybody, and the one guy, and Jesus is there. Jesus is such a badass. He's like, "What? If, what if they see you? What if they? They won't. They won't see me." You know, going back to character development, we got even more character development for him as well. Even though he wasn't, I mean, he was not heavily featured in this episode. No, he wasn't. But when the alarm sounded, and Tara's like. We got to get them back to the hilltop, which made a lot of sense. Yeah. His initial response was, what? We got to help? No, we got to go fucking help. And I was like, yes. 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 But but Tara was right. 
in order for their cover to not be completely blown. And and I like that because it's like if if they catch us all together, mm-hmm. every, the lives of everyone at the hilltop are now yes. in jeopardy. Forfeit. We'll call it that. Yeah. And then Father Gabriel, he was like, no, we need to stay and help. They've trained me what, how to use a gun. What a transition. That it was an amazing... I mean, and What a transition. It was this, so this brief. This character... His screen time was so brief, but he, one of the, one of the saviors gets out, but he's been shot up. So he's just laying there and he's like, drop it. I told you to drop it. And he's like, oh, you're going to shoot me, Padre. You're going to shoot me, Padre. And he starts quoting. He's like, you know, you better, you better stop. Essentially giving him his last rites. Right. Amen. Boom. Mm. But he, that savior had your favorite line. Did he not? Oh, you're just uh, what he was saying something effective. You're just as dead as I am. Yeah. Uh, blood is coming. Blood is coming. And then, of course, I wanted to finish it off uh, uh, in uh, in <laughs> traditional cowboy fashion. Yes. Blood is coming. Coming today. Coming today. <laughs> yeah. On. No, that's that's exactly the first thing I thought of. And then he just great. shot him in the chest. Yep. Plow. Yeah, and I like. And he still considers himself a priest because I am who I was. Yes, which is really the same way as saying I am who I am. Because Rick asked him that, "Why do you wear that?" I'm still the same person that I was. Rick has no use for any of that monkey business. Yeah, that foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what do you think about what they're trying to do with Rick's character? Because we got some tweets about this. About how they're trying to set Rick up as an even bigger badass than Negan. Oh, yeah. So the the hilltop resident, which I don't remember his name. Yeah, it's not important. I don't even know if he had if it had been given to us. I'm but sure the, it's there. The guy that drew up the plans. Uh, so they're picking out the heads, which, by the way, the head all the way on the right was from a cast of Johnny Depp. Yes. So Johnny Depp technically made it into this episode of The Walking Dead. And I think the one that they actually ended up using uh, to take to Negan's Men was a cast of uh, Greg Nicotero, which is the director. Yeah. The episode. Um, but so they're picking them, and the, they're – they're all fairly close. One is closer than the other, mm-hmm. but it's not quite right. So Rick picks it up, starts punching, punching in the, the face. face. And he's like, uh, you broke his nose, and that's how you and broke, broke your hand. hand. Right, and, and then he looks at him, and he did again, which is, seems to be his favorite uh, uh, question now. Uh, what? 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 Like, what the fuck? And, and the guy said... You know, Negan and his men are terrifying, but you, you're something else. They're pricks, but they ain't got nothing on you. Yeah. Uh, I was I was like, um, okay. Huh. But see, I don't, that but didn't seem like a justified has, comment. Has Rick, yeah, exactly. Has Rick killed uh, a 16-year-old boy in cold blood and then sent uh, someone back to kill the leader of Hilltop? No. No. I don't. I didn't get that. That didn't wash with me. I'm like, really? I mean, Rick. What? Rick like uh, cut that dude open in the neck and had the blood pour all over him. But that I don't think that justifies him as being a bad. He was fighting for his life because that dude was trying to kill him. Versus Negan trying to make an example out of people. Do you think maybe he was just coming at it from an attitude perspective? Maybe. And. Maybe be I don't know I, well, I don't know I just I'm trying to process that I yeah, just I, I can't quite I can't quite get there I can't either and maybe maybe it may it has me a little worried for what Negan's character is going to be like on the show because if, you keep saying this you're worried that he's going to be pussified I am because How's, how how is I mean they're going to have they're going to have to pussify him a little from the comment because there's no way well but there's no language way. only. Yes, but the language is such a big part of his character. I get that, but but the show is brutal. It is brutal, vicious. So his brutality, I think, you could still capture. That's true. So I, the only thing that they could do is dial it back on the language, but then you could make up for that in brutality. Yes, you could. I don't know. I don't know. I'm interested to see what they're doing. I I trust the writers of The Walking Dead. I think, I he's think they're going to do a good job. I think he's going to show up 
and you're going to forget you ever made that comment, and you're going to be... Okay, but you can speculate and Oh, no, 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 absolutely. Just exactly what I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah. I, did I travel to the future and saw the episode already I, and know what happened? If you did and you didn't take me, I would be upset. <laughs> um, I couldn't take you. It was only, a, a, it didn't have a sidecar. Oh, well. Next, so I couldn't, I could, yeah. You know, and I didn't want, I didn't want you riding, bitch. <laughs> well, I appreciate you know, that. Because, yeah, you know. I appreciate that. Um, but no, I, I think that he's going to be just as brutal as we think he's going to be. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I forget how violent and vicious this whole assault was. It was. I almost feel like they like crossed this line. Of, it's like they went, uh, they, they're beyond the point of no return. Uh, yes. It's like they've, they've done something they've never done before, which is basically plan an assault, execute an assault mm-hmm. where human life, the intent was to extinguish human life. Yeah, no survivors. And, and so I go back to the conversation. You throw the thing up in the air, it falls down, it hits somebody. Well, they wouldn't have got hit if you wouldn't have thrown it up in the air, right? right? So if they would have went uh, to maybe talk to them, which, you know, based on the information they had, that probably wasn't the best course of action. Truly. Maybe they would have had to, it would have went, it would have went bad and they would have had to, you know, yeah, take some folks out, but that wasn't the intent going there. Right? No, it wasn't. They went there with the express purpose of taking people out. And yeah. that, again, that's that's the thing that just blows my mind. And I think I think you're supposed to not be okay with that. Yeah, I think you're not supposed to be okay with this group of people going and doing what they did. I think you it is okay to understand why they did it. But I don't think it's okay to agree with them right. doing it, and it wor- it worries me if someone were to come back and say, "Oh no, I totally agree. I'd have done the same thing." I'm like, yeah. really? really? Uh, I don't. And then the whole—I mean, given the situation, yes, yeah, I-, I get it. If I was in a television show about a zombie apocalypse, yes, totally. But have you exhausted all options? Right, because clearly, because there's still some Alexandrians we don't like. And do you just not, do you just not like the taste of human flesh? I mean, I guess you could. You'd have to eat them quickly before they turn, right? Sure, like a horse. Oh, well, how about this? If you take them out, take their brain out immediately. Yeah. Then they don't turn because it shuts it all off. Yeah. And they just decompose normally. I you don't can, know. I don't you know can, that you can fry them up. I don't know that cannibalism is ever the answer. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, I'm just spitballing. Here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm saying get rid of the Alexandrians you don't like over killing people you don't even know just so you can get food. That's well, all I'm saying. And I mean, and is cl- it my option way better? Yeah, I agree. No, <laughs> no. no. But Negan, <laughs> his group clearly was unaware of Alexandria. Yeah. Because they would have been having to pay homage to him in the first base. So I don't know why they're picking a fight with someone that's not yet a problem. It seems like a better idea to kind of stay behind your walls and when they show up, take him out then when you're provoked rather than... Because they would bring a small group first and you could take that group out and then proceed to do something else that was necessary. But just coming full force at them when you don't know what you're getting into is really a bad idea. It's like they're a bunch of bull riders right now. Yeah. You're getting onto a back of a bull that's pissed off. Why is he pissed off? Because you got a, 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 rope a strap nuts. tied around his nuts. Yeah. He's and trying to kick they, it off. And as soon as the gate opens, he's going to get everything off of him that is impeding his 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 ability to get that strap off his nuts. Yes. Uh, and I feel like that's what they're doing. I feel like they're going and they're they're sticking an ant, uh, uh, they're putting a stick in the ant hill, and they're just stirring shit up. And I don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't get why they think that this isn't going to have consequences. I don't know. Naivete. Clearly, it is naivete. And then I don't understand why they left Maggie and Carol to watch the perimeter. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit too. Yeah, because. I figured you'd want someone that is fully capable of murder <laughs> inside the compound. And Rick even tried to tell, like, I need everybody in the compound. We need more bodies, especially people like you. 
But she's like, why is Maggie even out here? But I feel that's why she hung back, because she's worried about Maggie. She looks at Maggie. When the alarm goes off, Maggie's like, oh, I got to go. We got to go help. No, you're staying here. You're staying here. And she looks at her, and Maggie continues to question why she shouldn't. I've got to go help. No, you're supposed to be someone else. Someone else. Yes. Which is basically a mother. Yes. Which is what Carol's trying to be. She's trying to be to Maggie in that moment. What she is to a lot of those people there is a is a motherly voice yeah. and, a, and, a, and a mama bear. A mama bear. If somebody's fucking with my cubs, I'm going to fuck them up. Right. Don't do that. Right. And that's that's the role that she's kind of in right now. And I, she's very conflicted in that because she's a badass. She is. Well, and Maggie can handle herself. She's proven that great, she can handle great. herself. That's great. But she's not, it's not just herself. I, I get that. But I, I don't think Maggie does. And that's what Carol is trying to explain to her. Well, I don't understand why Glenn let her go out there. I don't either. That made no sense. Glenn, Glenn needed to be like, uh, I don't care if you made the no. deal. We'll handle it. Yeah. You stay here. And I think that was her only argument. Yeah. I kind of got us into this, which, so? you know, she did. Actually, Daryl started it all. Yeah. They ain't and then, shit. And then Maggie just took it and finalized the deal. Truly. Uh, but no, that's no reason to go and put yourself in harm's way. As a leader, though, I get that. Don't ask someone to do something you're not willing to do. I get that. Well, then lead from the front. You know, she, if she's going to be there, she should be there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, because Carol even, yeah, well, you had already said that she had basically was reading Rick the Riot Act. Yeah. You know, and I, it, it it does call into question his leadership as well. But I think he's so uh, a single focus right now that some of the small details he just doesn't care about. Yeah. And he's, and that's the thing that worries me is he's putting people into harm's way. He is. But he said he, he let them vote and make a decision to come. So he's like, ah, oh, my conscience but don't you think, is clear. Yeah, but don't you think if they decided not to come, he would judge them? Oh yeah, yeah. impish. He judged them impish. I bet you he's got a little journal too. <laughs> you got a people that he's put on notice, <laughs> like this guy. Call him. You're and fuck that guy. Yeah, call you're him. Cool. You're cool. Cool. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck good. you. I'm out. We're good. <laughs> okay. So then. They get to the assault. They murder everybody. That they murder. Let's be clear. Murder. Murder. That's why I said murder. <laughs> and so Tara and Heath go on their little supply run in a nice little truck with a bed cover on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then Michonne is like, I wonder which one of those is Negan. And then they hear, <laughs> Oh yeah, that motherfucker's on my bike. Yeah. And what so- you that bike? <laughs> Fucking straight up. Tackles him like a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Right. Plows right into that fucker. And then you hear the radio. Hey, asshole, drop the gun. I was like, oh, shit. Right. They can yeah. see us. You, you with the gun, put it down. Uh, come on out and we'll talk. Uh, we won't come on, but we have a Maggie and a Carol. You may want to talk about that. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, Rick was not happy about that. Uh, I wouldn't be happy about that either. And rightfully so. Oh, God, this... You know how I feel about the whole Maggie situation, which, you know, I I don't know what to think anymore. I think they're fucking with us. They're completely twisting us all up. I think that we're... I think some of us are going to get it right by default. Yeah. But I think a lot of us are just going to be surprised. And... You just right now you don't know you, you don't, don't know. know, but that's the thing. I think if you go, it's gonna. I think they're doing it so well, and the fact that we could be maybe go back after whoever it is is gonna eat it, we go back and look, be like, oh well, shit. They totally set. They that totally up. set yeah. that up, and I don't know why we can't see it. Maybe just know. because they're handling it so well, or maybe we're just blinded by our own hope, hope that nobody's gonna die. But we know someone's going to die. We do. So I thought it was a great episode. 
It was one of the most thought-provoking and uncomfortable episodes that I'd seen in a while. Completely. It was one of the first times in a while. Unnerving at times. Yeah, you watch it, and afterwards you kind of feel... Felt dirty. Yeah. It's like, oh, I feel like I need to go take a shower. Yeah, like, oh, man, I I feel bad that I watched that and that I participated in that. But, I mean, it was very compelling television, for sure. It makes me excited for the end of the season. Does it? It does. Well, I had read um, something earlier, um, and now this is not 100% confirmed, and it came off of a website called Spoiler TV. So if you don't want to hear what's coming next, just shut it off now. But it's not been 100% confirmed, so this could be complete bullshit. In fact, after reading it, some of the wording doesn't quite jive. Right. But they got a hold of some supposed uh, synopsis uh, write-ups for episodes 14, 15, and 16. I'm just going to throw them out there. Episode 14, oh, name title, the the titles of the episodes. Sweet. Uh, Episode 14, which is called Cross, the synopsis is Heath and Tara are still out on their supply run. Instead of finding goods for Alexandria, they find trouble. Yeah. So if that happens, do, does one of them get put on the chopping block? And then I think all of this feeds into this concept of what if more than one person eats it? Sure. I don't know. That's entirely possible. Uh, episode 15, the title is The Calm Before. Rick's group uh, confronts a horrible situation they may not be able to overcome. Uh, that doesn't sound good. That actually feels like that can't be real. Yeah, like a real scenario. I don't. I don't think. I think somebody's fucking with people. Sure. Because the, the more I think about it, that sounds like that could be the synopsis for any episode right. <laughs> of The Walking Dead. That's just The Walking Dead. That's exactly. the synopsis That's just for The Walking Dead. The, the series. whole series. Yeah. Uh, but the one that concerns me the most, which you know, again, these may or may not be true is episode 16 is entitled something to fear oh and it says in the aftermath of a tragic blow eugene falls captured by dwight a member of the savers saviors who are hell-bent on getting even with alexandria negan teaches rick and company a brutal lesson which shows that rick and company finally have something to fear the grammar in that is terrible. Is pretty awful. Yeah. So that tells me that can't possibly <laughs> be true. Um, but it would be interesting to to see because that's not suggesting that um well, I don't know. That's suggesting that something something happens in fifteen and then something happens in sixteen as well. Yes. And so I don't I think the last part of the season is just going to be. I don't know, man. It's going to they're going to push the gas pedal down and put a brick on it, <laughs> and then we're going to want to do like Ferris Bueller and put a put it in reverse <laughs> and put the brick back down so we can make the miles come off of the yes, odometer. Yes, we're going to wish we could shit. unsee that shit. <laughs> I really do believe that. I, really I agree. Do believe that. I agree. Um, it's it's got me nervous and it's got me wondering why it's not Sunday yet. Yeah, I agree. I need to know. I yeah. need to know, I know what happens. I want to watch it live next. and just be like, hey, nobody bother me. I'm going to turn my phone off and just let's go. Do you have anything else for this episode? Nope. Nope. I okay. think we covered it all. Me either. I think we did. All in all, good episode. Yeah. Good episode of television. Yes. And Good uh, TV. I'm... I'm stoked for the rest of the season. Agreed. Uh, so make sure you check out our main show, The Please. Endcast. And if you're not doing anything else, you can certainly check out Dragon Ballers. Yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of anime and Dragon Ball. <laughs> who isn't? I don't know. Who, who, well, I was going to say something ugly. Yeah, I know. About, well, it's y'all okay. work hard on it. Thank you. And it's it shows. Appreciate it. It shows. Hey, if you want to check out either of those, Anthcast uh, is, you can... Uh, just follow the link, nthcast.com slash iTunes. And for Dragon Ballers, that's nthcast.com slash DBBZ. Later this week, 
there'll be a new episode of Once Upon a Time. Well, that's exciting. Once Upon a Time podcast. I've been missing it. The premiere of that just came out this past Sunday as well, right? So, Did you watch it? Of course. Which did you watch first? Oh, probably that one, because it... What do you think? Am I going to watch The Walking Dead with my family? No. Uh, Especially not this episode. I think most families do. Yeah. I know some that do. Let's just sit and it's fine. It's fine. Just leave it at that. We just don't do that. Uh, You can check that out if you hit up uh, nthcast.com slash once. Yeah. And so it's pretty cool. It's their 100th episode, and they're in the underworld. And uh, Hades shows up, and so there's a lot to discuss. That's awesome. So. I'm excited to hear it. Listen next week for our analysis of whatever the hell the name of the episode is, but yeah. I can guarantee you at least one walker will get killed. Yeah. There's going to be something Somebody. Dead. Oh, we didn't talk. You know what we didn't talk about? Oh, no. Morgan. What about him? He was building something at the end of the episode. He was. It looked like bars. Yeah, you know what that's for? It's for Negan. Eventually, yes. Yes. Well, because two fucking people escaped from that room. We got to do something to keep these fuckers locked in. Clearly, our prison is not (laughs) sufficient. Uh, I think eventually, yes, uh, that will be for Negan. But I think his intent may be for someone else to be in it first. Name Rick. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I don't know too. if I don't know if Rick actually makes it in there, but I think Morgan has an intent to follow his mentor Eastman <laughs> to the end. Do you think? He, do you think he'll lock it? Oh no, you can't lock it. It's been open the whole time. Yeah, it's just a prison of the mind. Yeah. Well, I guess we will catch y'all next week. Next week. <laughs>